Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Sorry about the wait. Today is Thursday, February 22nd. There's something really special. It's 222-22224. Those people that know like numerology, I'm sure Allie Luber from Vanderpump Rules could pop up in here. I wish she just popped up with a numerology chart. Because 222, I feel like, means something. So someone out there, Google, figure it out. Welcome to the show. We have such a huge, huge, huge show for you today. It's like one of those shows, it should be called A Double Dose of Donna. But it's not just going to be Donna because I have the incredible Amy Phillips joining us any moment. She'll be here. Um, and we're going to talk all Bravo, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of Miami finales last night. So many things to talk about. And then she doesn't watch Love is Blind, but we do. So we're going to sit her through trying to explain to her the madness of Love is Blind and also try to explain to her what is she doing not watching the best show on TV. Okay, that's what I'm going to talk about today. Before we get into the show, I have to shout out the, the uh, sponsor for this week on Daily Dose of Donna, and that is our friends at ZipRecruiter. Do you know that our friends at ZipRecruiter conducted a recent survey and found that the top hiring challenge employers face for 2024 is a lack of qualified candidates? What would you guys say is a qualified candidate? Oh, yesterday on Real Housewives of Miami, Kiki did like a whole lineup of how to be a good friend. I feel like Kiki, I mean, not Kiki, uh, Gertie. Gertie talked about Larsa and she was like, number one, number two, and number three. So Gertie should be hiring from ZipRecruiter because she knows exactly what she needs. So if you're an employer and you need to hire, here's good news. ZipRecruiter has smart tools and features that help you find more qualified candidates fast. And right now, you guys can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-A. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now at a ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You know what else is the smartest way to live life? Is to have people in your corner and in your world like Amy Phillips <laughs> from Drama Island. Hey, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. Look at everyone joining Everybody loves their daily dose of Donna, and I, I'm going to dose it up today. I'm you a know doser. what? Take your dose. dose I hope take it. You've got to take a big dose today because we have. I hope you drank enough water. I hope you did your vocal exercises. Yes. I hope that you um, maybe did like a stretch. Oh, a lot of stretching, a lot of neck stretch stretches mm -hmm. because of the stress, the emotion. Yes, I, I am like. This is uh, basically, I did have my therapy this week, but this is like a double dose of therapy. So thank you for having me. Uh, thrilled to be here. Thrilled. I mean, some some people do think I am a therapist. I'm yeah. really not qualified. <laughs> Highly unqualified. Um, welcome. I am so happy to have you. I think this is your first time on my show. I was on your show last week. Yeah. Drama Darling. Can you tell everyone how they can find you? Because so many people know oh, you yeah. from Radio Andy, but don't know that you have a your own podcast now that yes, is guys. so successful. 
I, I, I left Sirius XM to start my own adventure and I am entrepreneur. Um, it pretty much. Thank you. Uh, and so basically I do what you do. I'm every day. Um, I'm every day over on Patreon, patreon.com backslash drama darling, but also I do two public podcasts a week. I know you do your publics too. And, uh, that's got to publics. And uh, so it's Tuesday and Thursday for the Publix. And um, and then the rest, I have like a ton of content over on Patreon. But essentially, it's like whatever happened the night before is what I'll be talking about the next day. Yeah. Very similar to your format. And um, and then I do a lot of bonus episodes, too, over on Patreon that are outside of the scope of Bravo. So, you know, Bravo is really the hub. And then, you know, like, for example, right now I'm doing The Traders. I'm doing Feud. Um, I've done The Bachelor. I did The Golden Bachelor. Uh, you know, so I really segue out and branch out into those areas. Yes, you found literally my blind spot, which is love is blind. And I am sorry. I, I have to come to you with, which is hat in hand and just apologize because I know it's good. And I, I'm looking forward to hearing you recap it. She look at it the way she's looking at me, you guys. With, with judgy eyes. I'm I mean, very... So- it's not side. It's it's not side eye. It's full frontal eye right now. Full frontal. Dana Donna's giving me. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good, Ami. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. Love is Blind is one of those shows that I think I think people are intimidated by it because it's like it's been on for a while. They don't really know. That's, that's kind it. of how I that's how I feel about Love Island. Like I feel like it's hard for me to get in because mm. I, I feel like people are so in already. But yes. But Love is Blind, the what the reason why it's amazing is you don't need, just like all these other shows, you don't need to catch up usually from like season one. You're right. Why I love it so much and I share this all the time is that it is a hard hitting, like two weeks of binge watching and then you can never remember the people's names after. Like, oh, it love takes that. zero space in your brain. It takes Excellent. all the space for 14 days and then it's gone. Mm. It's perfect. Okay, that's great because I, you know, I have a hard time even remembering the below deck. It's just like below deck. When you have a season and they leave, I'm like, I will never remember your face again. You know, Except like I, Aisha. your name. You'll remember Aisha. Aisha. Oh, of course. Is of it course. Aisha or Aisha? Uh, I call her Water Wolf because she's like, <laughs> she's a water wolf. I call her amazing. She and Mauricio should write a book called Amazing with Mauricio and Aisha Waterwolf. Oh, wow. I, Waterwolf. Uh, I wasn't <laughs> sure where you're going to go with the Aisha Mauricio thing. I was like, what? Oh, I'm, sure what? They, I'm sure they've gone there. And they sh- they already have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Fair season. Enough. That's next season on Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Um, we need to get into it. So obviously you watched okay. both of the finales last night, correct? Yes. Before we get into last night's Beverly Hills, I need to know, honestly, Amy, Mm -hmm. what was your take on the season? Oh, well, the season was definitely not wrought with excitement. It was slow moving. And we had, you know, it was wild to see Erica having like the best comeback season of her life because of the one liners. She, you can always win people back if you're clever, you know, Merce in the purse, you know, these are the types of things that can erase the victims. You know what I mean? Like it can erase our thoughts about that, but no, I'm kidding. It won't ever. But, uh, the point is it's like, we're watching her, you know, do this upward backup Phoenix rising from the ashes, another ashes joke, but 
you know, that and then Sutton being the forefront and just it's weird that that's where we're landing because these aren't really heavy storylines and we're mm -hmm. kind of moved beyond the Girardi stuff because essentially we all have made up the verdict is done in our heads so we can move on from that. Yeah. Um, so it is weird. And then having Kyle really sit back as a peripheral character in a way because she can only show so much about what's going on because it's so heavy and so intense. So when we land on her story, it's like, it is real life. It is some real shit. And that's heavy. Yeah. We're only dipping into it. So it's like we dipped in with the Lorraine stuff and then we kind of pulled out and now ending with such heaviness yeah. that it is a wild, wild season, very unbalanced, very, um, Obviously, the takeaway is everything that's going on with Kyle and Mauricio that happened before we even watched the season. So really, the season wasn't, you know, wasn't a blockbuster hit. Let's just say that. But one of the heaviest we've seen by how the finale was. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like for a season that basically gave us a lot of nothing. It mm -hmm. was drawing us in week to week. And I think, and I've said this so many times, a lot of people think I hate on Kyle. I don't hate on Kyle at all. I think she is the most interesting person to watch. Like I'm mm -hmm. very invested in that storyline, mm -hmm. but I always just, I think I just feel like, la like I'm not getting like not satiated by what I get from Kyle. It's like, you always need a little more. And that part is frustrating given how much energy and time we put into it and how much she's, and we'll get into what we, because I got a lot of comments on the Facebook group last night and mm -hmm. this morning saying, I feel like we got a nothing finale. Like we didn't get anything mm -hmm. revealed that we were all sitting in through 18 episodes or whatever for, like we all mm -hmm. sat through so much just to get this story because they were teasing it the entire season mm -hmm. and we never really actually got anything. In fact, we got more from the Buying Beverly Hills trailer and then we got more from like just our own TikTok investigative reporting basically mm -hmm. than we actually did on the show. So in the finale, mm -hmm. obviously it was centered around Kyle. I mean, duh, right? It mm -hmm. always is. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this white party. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have, I have so many, so <laughs> many thoughts. On what did you think about, well, I mean, look, SoFi Stadium, you, yeah. I was there for Taylor Swift. It was, oh, it's, wow. that is a, yeah. Ben, Oh yeah. my God. I mean, I didn't think that, that Kyle's little, little legs could get her in there. I mean, it was like, it was so overwhelming. The best part was Denise's entrance and her being like, this fucking uh, big deal. Is all wow. Shit, wow. Aaron. It's fucking Aaron's big dick won't fit in here. Like she was blown away. And I love that. Like, cause she's been to a lot, you know, she's been in Hollywood. She knows what's going on. She's been to a thing or two. So for I her only fans throws an incredible corporate event once a week, once a year. <laughs> Are but you, that's at that's at the forum. <laughs> that's not at the forum. <laughs> what what about okay? So obviously they put a shite ton of money into this. Yeah. I heard a rumor, and this could be wrong, that they SoFi wanted want to they want to promote that you can have private events there. So they yeah. basically push for this. So maybe she got a deal on the event space, but the amount of money that she put in, it said four hundred thousand yeah dollars. Um right. yeah. I, which basically means like four pairs of Sutton's earrings. <laughs> right. right. Based on this episode alone. Yeah. Also, I was like, did Porter get anything? Are we going to show what Porter got? Isn't that the whole point of going there? 
We need to talk about Porter. That's the next documentary. Someone needs to talk about there. You know how that documentary about Aunt Diane, like there's something, there's something wrong with Aunt Diane or whatever. There needs to be. Okay. I was texting with a girlfriend last night and I said something. Actually, I think it was Aliza. It was Aliza. Mm -hmm. I was texting with her and I said, I feel like Porter is AI. She's not a real teenager. Right. (gasps) She's like, hi, mother. Oh my God. You're so right. What's going on there? She does no personality. I mean, she's Sutton's daughter. You would think, and she has a reality camera around her. Like something's going on there. Either she's like heavily, I don't want to talk badly about her, but like either she's scared, she's anxious, she's nervous or medicated. Something's Uh, going on. Yeah. I think she's probably completely nervous. And, but also like, but but every single time that she's been on, I mean, she's been on several times. You think she'd warm up at this point? You know, look, that's yeah. on her. That's on her. Okay. Um, but you know what it is when you have like an overbearing mother or a mother who's just like all personality all the time. And you're like, you know, turn it down, mm-hmm. like no more volume up. And then their kids end up being like very withdrawn because it's all about, you know, mother. So yeah. I feel like maybe that's a little bit of it, too. And they didn't grow up on camera like the Richards, uh, the Umansky mm. girls, like the Umansky yeah. girls. We saw yet last night, all the flashbacks, like Portia literally doesn't remember a time when she wasn't on a reality show. She's literally so, crowning on the, on the show. Like, dude, <laughs> should we, we basically did see her, get, you know, alive, right. um, become alive. So anyway, Porter, I will say whatever Sutton did with her kids, they, she's done well. They seem very well mannered. They seem very normal. Yeah. Normal, unaffected. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I could not imagine, and I'm really trying to put myself in a position where I'm sitting with my mom at a jewelry store and she's like, I think I'm going to go for these $68,000 oh earrings. My God. Right. These are world market. These are cost plus world market two ninety nine. Oh wow! I didn't know they had jewelry there. I mean, I'm taking Porter after after this. Porter and I are look alive. Portal, Porter, <laughs> Portal, Portal, <laughs> look alive. Portal. Okay, so Sutton buys her sixty eight thousand dollar earrings. Portal. Okay, but yeah, this was a very like money money talk episode, right? We got a lot yeah, of prices on things. Yes. She, she, she Beverly Hills. And, and, and the direct TV commercial that was shot there was interesting because it made, obviously it made that connection so much more authentic or organic, if you will, that she was there and they were like, um, you know, oh my God, we love you, Kyle. We love you. And she's like, oh my gosh, do my white party here. And they're like, yes, of course, let's do this. And you know, it just makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think that um, if we, okay, what do we think about the whole Lisa Vanderpump mocking couple scenes? There was two I, times I kind that she of made liked, fun of her. I liked it because truly she, first of all, I felt like it was a little nod to Lisa in a way that we haven't seen her talk about Vanderpump in so long that it made me feel a little bit of hope that they might actually eventually make up. Because if she can kind of razz her on camera and call her, call her uh, out by her name, you know, not out of her name, but by her name, I kind of thought that was an undertone of, uh, of love. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was like more than, it's not love. It's almost like Kyle, maybe love, but Kyle is, she's still really like, she has a lot of, um, she thinks about her. 
It's it's mm-hmm. not like she's like an old friend that she doesn't ever think about. She thinks about her. You know how sometimes yeah. when you go through experiences, whether it's like who you're dating or friends, where you have something really bad happen with a certain experience, you go back to like an old person that you used to hate and you're like, but they, they weren't that bad. <laughs> maybe that's the situation. Like maybe Kyle's like, hey, yes, Lisa Vanderpump, like that wasn't that of horrible. Of course, and- that totally makes sense. Yes, yes. And how would that show explode if Vanderpump came back. I, I don't think it's ever happening, but it would be I fun. don't know. I mean, it's not a, it, it, we all want them to get back together. I mean, at the end of the day. I mean, would you it, rather Kyle be in a relationship with Morgan Wade or Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> Lisa, Which would make better TV? Lisa, for sure. And we Ken saw, just like shows up. Yeah. There's nothing more to get from Morgan. I mean, she's just like, hey, wrote your song. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like that's it. We're not going to get any more out of her. We're not getting good like deep scenes probably. No, I don't think so. Okay. So, so this white party, they plan, they plan, they ask Erica to join um to perform. This was obviously like a way to get us excited about this spin-off I think that they're mm. doing for her. Um I'm going to be 100% honest you guys. I don't think I can watch it. So stop trying to get me to watch it. Wow. People. Oh, that's your job. You gotta no, gotta do it. You gotta do it. Amy, Show your up. job is also to watch Love uh, Love is Blind. So <laughs> we both failed today. Love Boy, Island Blind. Yes, I love. I am it. blind on an island, but <laughs> if I'm blind on an island, I might watch her special. <laughs> this is the wait, next. You, you said that um, this was to get it ready for the special, but like. It sounded like she hadn't gotten that offer yet for Vegas when she did SoFi. No, she did. They oh, had because well, this was the finale, and she had already talked about that she got the residency earlier. Oh, where have so, I been? I got bored at some point. Totally. That's how. Out. Wait, that is a hundred percent who I am. I I completely zone out on half the shows Forget. sometimes, and everyone tells me things. Um, so we're doing so good. Really funny. No, because she was like, "Well, if it wasn't for SoFi, I wouldn't have gotten Vegas." I'm like. Bucking what? Like who oh, is it? SoFi that that would have? I didn't get that. So interesting. No, interesting. I'm we'll sure. Find out. You're right. You're 100 percent right. But I don't know why she would give credit to SoFi for her Vegas review. <laughs> interesting. Maybe there was some sort of a you know a scout. Well, let's talk about who was at this white party <laughs> other than Kyle's um, fringes. Now, listen, Kyle mm-hmm. looked. Kyle looks incredible. We all can admit that, right? Stunning. Stunning. And her. I'll Morgan her up any day of the week. Uh, I'll I'll Morgan her up. I think that's why the world is upset because I think everyone's jealous. They wish they were Morgan Wade. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So Kyle Richards is, she looks amazing. Now let's talk about this dynamic about the fact that she planned this party and they this show has done Mauricio dirty. <laughs> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills hates Mauricio this season because all Maurice, Mauricio's had two jobs this entire season, and that's look like an idiot and then look like an even bigger idiot. Yes. And that's what's good. going on there. They should. I mean, you know, you're gonna get flashbacks to make people look like fools, as even when they look like fools when they're walking around SoFi Stadium at the buffet and not like walking with uh, Mauricio, your wife is entering the building. Like your wife is entering the stadium. Where the hell was he? I don't know. But yeah, let me just eat this. Uh, let me just eat this real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like your Mauricio. <laughs> uh, I, I just need to I just need to eat the buffet. 
it was I'm opening a I'm opening a the agency at the buffet right now. So I'll be there in a minute. I'm opening up the agency over here at the uh, Tater Tot station. Yeah, we have wait, a wait. big meeting here at the buffet. <laughs> uh, can I get a, a tequila? Um, it's it's unreal. Mauricio's edit, because if you remember before the season, which no one can remember anything before the season, because the season has felt like 17 years, but yeah, Mauricio was like the hot house husband. He was Mm -hmm. the one that all like everyone just was obsessed with. He always came off so hot, so good looking, so confident, so funny. So I don't know if it was dancing with the stars and that has like ruined our image. I don't know if it's the teeth. I don't know if it's the, like mm-hmm. the, the licking the lips. Remember he was doing a lot of tongue out at dancing. There's tongue something. Out. Memory- <laughs> <laughs> tongue out, baby. Like it's like buns out. You know how they say sun's out, buns out. It's like sun's out, tongue out on in Mauricio's at the agency. You just anyway, learned it from Kyle. Cause she's like, ah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, oh no, she's, she's a lip licker. Oh Yeah. Her and Diana Jenkins. Mm, oh God, yeah. Oh, that's Why? right. Is it a fake lip situation? Do you think um, if you have filler? I I don't know. I think there's a lot. There, it could be medication. It could be a just like a tick. It could be the the filler. It could be a, a numerous things. It could be a, a like a sign. It could but be like a Kathy like- Hilton is like, oh, my lip gloss. You know, she's constantly doing that with her lips. And Kyle's always like, so, so there's something going on. So big Kathy taught them to be very orally fixated. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Okay. I think we've gone. I think that's a chapter seven in House of Hilton, the book. So, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is the white party. Kyle comes out of the white party comes out finally she she shows up very late by the way let's talk about jeff lewis showing up Wasn't oh yeah that was fun, fun little crossover that was really fun yeah love seeing it we saw jo- jeff show up with cynthia bailey and michael beck who i was out to dinner with on saturday night i love that oh, man oh okay and um and they all looked great everyone of course is in white except denise <laughs> <laughs> and camille i feel like camille also was not in white. Am I, mm, did I make I, that up? I don't know. I didn't get a lot of eyes on Camille. Okay. Neither did the camera. No. <laughs> I know it's not my fault. Yeah, it, it really isn't. So I feel like it was ivory or cream or something like that. Was it? It was like an, it was a, just a little bit different. She just needs, you know, Camille's original. Mm, so oh, yeah, true original. So they, they play this whole game that Mauricio had no idea where this party was. He had nothing to do with the book. Light blue. Light blue. Oh, there you go. He had no idea about anything about the party. He thought it was in the parking lot. So this is just another part of the storyline that we're trying to build, which is Mauricio is disconnected. Yeah. He doesn't listen. He doesn't care. And you know, really, and in, in, in all fairness, first of all, that flashback of him listening to her being like, it's going to be it's so fine, like so bad. And then he's like, oh, that sounds great. I'll open an agency there. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And then for him to be like, actually genuinely think it's in the parking lot when we saw the conversation is hilarious and also very relatable for any relationship. Right. I mean, we've all been there. Like, I literally told you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I recorded it. You said that would be great. And then, like, they don't remember. Last night, Lance goes, what are we doing this weekend? I said, on Saturday night, we have the third grade parents night. He's like, wait, what? I said, Lance, 
the eighth time I've told you, I put it in our calendar. Every time we have the same conversation, like, is are we talking about Alzheimer's here? What is happening that you don't remember? Right. So listen, this is true. And, and But it's all to kind of build this storyline, this overwhelming mm. storyline of Mauricio has effed this marriage up. Yes. I don't necessarily fully, um, I can't fully stand behind that as why I think the marriage has ended. We'll get there in just a moment to the separation storyline. But mm-hmm. anything else at the way? Oh, what what do we think about Sutton toppling over <laughs> at the white party? Did you did you catch that? Uh, yeah, I wish someone would have caught her. I mean, the poor thing. And then I love just immediately, just immediately blaming her assistant. You know, <laughs> in two seconds, Avi. Wait, she fell over, and we all know that her legs are. As skinny as, mm. I mean, she's got pencil There's, legs. Yes. But the best was the, and I was like, is are the editors doing this on purpose? Because it was so weird. We saw the white party as like the culmination of the, the series. And they did that whole like the overlay of the music, which always gives me like yeah. emotional feelings from all these years. Mm. Yeah. I wish I could remember what the song is. Can you sing it, Amy? Um, uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and and then they show everyone and what they're up to. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, obviously, this is not the end because this mm. can't be the end. But it was weird. It was placed like at 35 minutes of the episode or something. Yeah. So Sutton topples over. And as she's toppling over, she goes, I'm so happy I get to stand on my own two feet. Did you catch that? No, I didn't put it together. That is so funny. Dang. That was a really good move on the editor's part. Good job. It was. And I think a lot of people have really loved on Sutton this season. At the same time, I've heard a lot of people turn off on Sutton because they're like, she is not living this like really, you know, because her whole storyline is like, I've done this myself. Like, I've built this myself. What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean... It, it, she's she's touting a story as if she's a phoenix that rose from ashes. Why do I keep bringing up ashes? Um, and, you know, shout out, Merce. <laughs> uh, as if she's come from nothing, you know? And I understand at the beginning of her marriage, there was nothing and she built that up. That to me is huge. Like, and all the money that she gets, she deserves it and she worked for it and all that stuff. But this whole, the boutique, and um, the Sutton concept, great, but she's not keeping the doors open because she's working so hard and just selling, selling, selling. It's because she is actually funding it herself and she can keep the doors open because she's paying the rent, she's paying the staff, and she doesn't have to sell product in order for it to stay open. She can have it just stay there like anything because the money. So, you know, look, it's like Larsa, who's like, oh, I worked so hard on this tequila for six hours yesterday, like so super duper duper trooper, like super duper infinity hard. So this is, and I feel that that same vibe, it's like, right? It's that same vibe where it's like, you, you've worked a little bit, not hard, not, you're not like this entrepreneurial juggernaut, you know, you had the funds to build this and and good for you. And yeah, could she not do that? Sure. But it's just a hobby. I mean, everybody's got hobbies. So hers is an expensive hobby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all know like 
what rent is in this part of town. I mean, I can only imagine what she pays just to have the store open every day. There's not enough product she can sell in that tiny little store. I don't think that will, you know, make it up for her. I love the idea of the story. Like if Mm -hmm. it was someone that really like was a self-made woman, I think it's a beautiful Mm storyline because the whole... I got emotional a few episodes before when she said, like, I feel like I'm the 24 year old girl from New York or whatever. You remember that? Like that, that, that is the story that I love. It's just Mm -hmm. like the wrong person telling the story. It's like miscast. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. Yeah. You are so right. It's a great story. Just wrong person. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Agree. Um, the Garcelle, Garcelle and Crystal and Anna Marie and who else is on that show? I guess those three are the only ones. Oh, and Dorit, to an extent, I mean, we did get a little bit with PK. They were kind of throwaway storylines. Yeah. I mean, all their wrap-ups were just like, great. So PK is going to live in London. Um, Crystal's brother is going to live in Thailand. Uh, Sutton's going to keep her store going. And Garcelle's going to try to be a great mom to her kids. It was really just everything was bland, bland, bland. I mean, it was just a wet match all across the board. But I mean, some, and Erica, I mean, you mentioned Erica, like what, so then she's did her review and that's great. So it really was the Kyle and Mm -hmm. mostly Kyle, but a little bit Sutton season. Yeah. And we were all waiting for this groundbreaking finale where we were going to see this scene. Now I will tell you, okay. So this, the people magazine article comes out in July of 2023. We Mm -hmm. remember this because I was covering this. I had Dave Quinn on my show the week after Mm -hmm. I, Dave Quinn wrote the article, for those of you that don't know who that is, for people that announced the separation. Mm -hmm. I remember it was right around the time when Kyle and Mauricio was July 4th area. So they were in Aspen living their life as a family and then came out saying that they were separated. It wasn't really shocking for people like us that kind of were in the know, but it was pretty big that it was a People magazine article. And that's when they put the cameras back up and they shot that scene. Okay, what did you think about my favorite now cast member of Real Housewife? And that is Rob Minkoff, Crystal (laughs) saying, I think that Morgan Wade called People Magazine. So genius. Loved it. I'm here for a Rob Minkoff conspiracy theory any day of the week. 100%. He directed Lion King. I mean, he's a genius. He's he's right. Of course he's right. I don't know. But I, I love that that's where his brain went. And he was so like he was so passionate about it. And he was like, if you want conjecture, you know, I just love anybody who's bringing passion to the show, whether they're right or wrong, totally will stand. So he brought more passion to that show in that one moment than Crystal has since she's walked on. I'm sorry. You know, I love Crystal, but Crystal's brother line, the storyline of her brother is I care about it as much as I care about, you know, I'm sorry. I love you. But like what you made your daughter for lunch today. Like, I don't care so bad. And it's it's really unfortunate. And they pivoted in the wrong direction. They shouldn't have pivoted toward her brother in that situation. They needed to pivot into Rob Minkoff's brain and like what he's thinking on a daily basis. If he wants to talk to me or us about lo- what he's having for lunch and the the the, the motivation behind that, you know it's going to come with a storyline or some sort of conspiracy theory. That's what we're here for and not the rest of the bullshit. Yeah, it was really strange, the whole brother thing. I'm very confused on yeah, it. Very, very. I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a character on Real Housewives that's had such a really out there strange storyline that doesn't connect. I can't believe they left it in for the sake of keeping her as a main housewife. 
I know. I know. And I like Crystal as a person. And on the show, she seems like a really good person. So yeah. I don't mind having her there because I think she does bring a level of like grounded to the show. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but I like I'd rather learn like have more scenes between her and our housekeeper, that woman. Totally. That, or, like, I loved her cooking videos. Like when I she was know. doing those, those were great. Just get in the kitchen and cook. Okay. I know. Mark Mark says, should we have a moment of silence for the impending television passing of Anna Marie, or should we wait until after the reunion? <laughs> there is no way in hell that Anna Marie comes back to Real Housewives in any capacity ever again. Mm-mm. Even right. as an anesthesiologist or nurse anesthesiologist, <laughs> like even in a surgery scene. The onset medic. <laughs> she's the onset medic. Um, okay, so she's, yeah, so she's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we have, you know, Garcelle. Also love Garcelle, but the storyline was boring once again. I mean, I, I thought yeah. it was a beautiful story about seeing how she parents. It just didn't bring Beverly Hills drama or anything. Right. So the, the, the article comes out and then we see this scene of Mauricio and Kyle kind of prepping to have this conversation with their daughters. And this is the scene where we saw in the trailer of the season where he sits up on the counter behind her and he goes, well, at least it's your, well, you could probably do it better than me, Well, at least it's you, uh, rumors about you cheating this, this time. And do yeah. you do a good Kyle? Do you do Mauricio and Kyle? Um, uh, yeah, Mauricio sounds just like that, like with a French accent. <laughs> uh, bonjour. <laughs> what yeah, about that was wild because he she was like, Oh yeah, she, you know, when she makes the joke that we all saw, like, at least it's it's just me this time, you know. And he's like, wait a minute, did I did we agree to that? Wait, hold on a second. Like again, it's like he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't clue into huh? it. Yeah. This is huh? this is Mauricio's face of the show. Huh? Huh? When she said, well, at least it's not you this time or it's me this time or whatever. This is the part that bothers me. We're clearly having a conversation that there's a rumor out there that Kyle is cheating on Mauricio. Why aren't we talking mm. about this on the show? Yeah. Why, that's why a isn't great anyone point. saying like, mm-hmm. why don't we have a scene that Mauricio is going to Kyle and saying like, who is this Morgan girl to you? Do you have a relationship with her? What's happening? Cause Kyle won't allow for that to go on the show. Right. Right. Yes. And you're right. The question is why aren't we seeing more of that? And I, and I will agree with that. Um, and I, maybe we, we differ on our opinions about Kyle, but I just feel like at this point, she is, her life is so tumultuous and this relationship situation with Mauricio is so tumultuous. The history with the kids and the kids on camera and everything that it's unfolding in such a way where I'm okay if we're not going to completely like, you know, debone the housewife here and for everybody in one season. I'm okay with that because of the longevity that Kyle has brought to the show. She was there at the beginning, you know, she was there in a limousine the first, the second season with, with, with Kim in the back, you know, like exploiting their entire lives, blowing it up for everybody. She's been there from the get-go. So when, when we jump to when Sutton and everyone is going to be attacking her for name them. Why don't you're you're not being authentic? Be honest. Be honest. It's like 
I, I that's not how I feel. I feel like she gave us as much as she possibly could as a human being and at the same time trying to protect her girls mm-hmm. than she could have. I understand that there is some contradiction with that, with backgrid and all the photos, and that's confusing. However, I I really do stand by the fact that it's okay for her to not throw it all out there. And if she's not going to tell us where she is with the Morgan thing at this point, that's okay with me. Cause I feel like if, as time goes on, I think that she will. Yeah. I think we're definitely edging closer to the final, like um, just putting it out there that they're together. I don't think that it's not going to happen. I think it will happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in some big like announcement. I think it's right. one of those things that we're getting accustomed to seeing Morgan with her at more and more events now. And last mm-hmm. night at Watch What Happens Live, there was a behind the scene photo taken of Morgan and her at in front of like the um, step, step and repeat. And, repeat. Mm-hmm. and Morgan's hand is like rubbing her lower back butt area. And it was I posted it on my story. So like Kyle goes to watch what happens live last night and Morgan is with her. And I'm sorry, there's no reason if you're just friends, there's no, this is, this is now getting, it's getting pretty obvious. And I think that's the hope is that Kyle's just going to try to hopefully like just have, not have to say anything. It's just going to happen. I think that's her MO is for it to just interweave itself into into the world on its own. And then what will she will say is just a throwaway statement so far down the line that we've all moved on. And we're like, well, we already knew this. (laughs) No. And I I was talking to my girlfriend this morning about this. And she said, like, I feel like she's getting to us to the place of like, we're worn down. Like we are worn down talking about and wondering and questioning that at this point, it doesn't even matter. It's like past the point of battle. Right. Um, the the conversation that she had with her daughters. Now, one thing that you said is so true. And this, as a mother, I have to stand by. Number one, I don't care. Well, I wouldn't say every parent is this way because there's parents like Ruby Frankie, who I went on a deep dive last night and finally found out that story. And Oh, ooh. yeah. But most parents, their number one priority is the happiness of their children. Mm-hmm. And Kyle is 100% a good mother. We know this. We've seen this. So that part is the only thing that makes sense why she was hesitant to share all on the show. Right. However, I did not feel good about seeing the conversation with all the daughters yesterday. I didn't think it needed to be on camera. I think it it shouldn't have been on camera, especially to see Portia. Well, Emily that, said the same thing on, on drama, darling. Yeah, you did. Okay. What well, are your thoughts? Yeah, Emily was saying that I, I didn't say that Emily said it and I totally see that. I see that point entirely. And it, it hurt when Mauricio was like, "Horse, you, what are you, what's the matter? It's like, you're, she's, you're fucking blowing up her world. And, and of course she's crying. I thought, but it, yeah, go. Yeah. I just feel like here we are saying we want more from her. We want more from her. She puts her entire family on camera, explains to them exactly, you know, where, what, what they don't understand, what they're going to do, what they're not going to do, how they're going to deal with it. And they're not sure what the future is and everyone's crying. And, and, you know, here we are going, Kyle, you don't give us enough. It's like, that was just, you know, bleeding heart. That was a, a open heart surgery for reality television. And we saw it all. I mean, that's about as in- intimate as it can get telling your kids on camera. Although I know they had conversations before that, obviously, but she is telling your kids on camera, the status of how 
they're, she and their father are going to live under the same roof, but also have space from each other to deal with their issues. And if it doesn't work out that way, they'll figure something else out. I mean, devastating, you know, now Portia being younger. Yes. Emily, her point was like, maybe they should have just let, taken Portia out of that and had the other girls. But of course, she's part of the family, which she felt left out. I think her being young, she couldn't make a, a decision on her own that would be like uh, grounded because she's too young. But I'm sure they did ask her and she probably was like, yes, I want to be there. But she's so young. There's no way for her to like know what's best for her at that point. Um, it was awkward. And but that's exactly the thing that made me cry and made me realize how important it is to protect your family and maybe what the motivation is behind Kyle not telling us everything. So in a way, it helped Kyle out, but it was hard to watch. I So I'm going to have a little bit of a different opinion. Um, I think that it was a, I agree that it was an incredibly hard scene to watch. I agree that it made me emotional because I, I don't think you have a heart if you're seeing a 15 year old daughter learn of her or like hear about her parents separating and not mm -hmm. and getting emotional and not just like tearing up like Farah was like crying mm -hmm. like she was having a moment I, there's no way to not feel anything there here's my thought okay at the end of the day someone like Kyle Richards does have a say in what gets on camera and what doesn't get on camera mm -hmm. Kyle Richards could have very easily said Fine. If you want to pick up cameras right now after this People Magazine article that I leaked, um, it comes out because I'm convinced that there's no way that People Magazine article would have been leaked had Kyle's team not, like, confirmed it. There's no yeah. way. Mm -hmm. um, that's People Magazine. That's not I know, regular online. No, I know. I know. So this was a Kyle. This, in my opinion, someone on Kyle's team okay. gave this story. I, I remember Jason saying... Yeah, or Mauricio's team, but that's the like it's someone from their camp. Yes, and definitely. Dave Quinn said, "I felt very confident about my sources here. This was not yes. a friend of a friend. They never would have put it up if they're yeah, exactly, never." So anyway, this was because this wasn't like there are rumors of the split. It was like they are separated. Yeah. So so Kyle, I believe, was behind the article being released then was like oh my god and i don't know if you remember at the time mauricio was very upset about this article being out there and he mm. was like someone on my team said it who said it like he was very upset about yeah. that which also feels like a little defensive in that moment mm. i don't know i interesting so kyle knows and has the ability to say hey beverly hills producers that need me more than i need them you guys cannot shoot my family on this one. You can shoot me and Mauricio having a conversation talking about it, or you can shoot me talking to Erica about it or me and my girlfriends or whatever. But I do not want my kids on camera. She mm -hmm. chose to put her kids on camera. She knows Portia. And when Portia started to cry, the way that I felt, it was like shut down by Kyle. Yeah. Like I felt like Kyle was like, get it together, get it together, oh. be strong, mm -hmm. be strong. Mm -hmm. And then if you noticed when Kyle was talking to the camera, we are not to the camera, to the girls, we are a strong family. We will get through this. And it was like very intense because I think you guys don't mm -hmm. at me. No, I think, okay. uh -huh. I think that Mauricio has definitely cheated on Kyle. I think we've all heard rumors. I've known rumors. Um, I've heard a lot of personal stories, not with me. <laughs> Mauricio and I have not 
had an affair. Okay. But I but I've heard many stories through the years, but I don't think that one last final thing happened in the last year that's that Kyle saw or learned of. I don't. I think Kyle has dealt with it for all these years and then she fell in love. And the second mm-hmm. she met someone and fell in love, that's the moment where she said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, why am I dealing with this?" This is not the life I, I'm like, I see the, I see what's out there now. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. before she was like, sit down, shut up, just take it. That's what I think. So mm. the whole idea of putting Porsche, and I think that the girls did know about the separation before they shot the scene. I think they knew what mm-hmm. they were coming into. Yeah, absolutely. There's no I way Portia learned in that scene. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's why, that's why it is tough because you have to think like, well, Kyle talked to them and then she had to have another conversation, which is, would you be willing to do this on camera? Yeah. Yeah. And this is a family driven by reality TV. They, they have two shows, mm-hmm. all of them open, like their careers are based on this. I mean, obviously Mauricio has the agency, but we all know the agency heavily relies on the success of these shows. At least it has mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is really an interesting um, dynamic. And while I felt bad and sad, I also thought to myself, what kind of mother like really honestly is putting her 15 year old daughter on camera who hasn't been on the show. She's been like the forgotten child. We haven't seen a lot of Portia at all. Mm-hmm. And then you're putting her on the show to break this news. And poor girl had to cry on camera and she's in high school. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It I hear you. Good. No, I hear you. I, I, I can't deny that, you know? Um, I don't know. It, in a way it's like, closure to the story they've been telling. If she wasn't there, it would be also weird. However, um, because that's their family, that's their life. They've chosen this. And yet, you know, I, I, I wonder if Kyle will regret that one day or if, if Portia would regret it once she's older it's really the comments that are coming in are really interesting mm. because House of Hilton is a book that I just read. I read most of it. And there is a huge section about Big Kathy. And Big Kathy is quite a character to read about. Mm. The way that she raised her daughters is very indicative in the way that we see Kathy, Kyle, and Kim. And mostly a lot of people feel like Kyle is a version of Big Kathy. At the end of the day, you know, Kyle is an actress and she is a real, like she is a celebrity. She is on camera. I don't think that's why I think it's upsetting as a viewer, a lot Mm -hmm. of the viewers, because I feel like we think that she feels like we're stupid or something like that. We can't see right through what's happening, Mm -hmm. but it's under the guise of, you know, I'm trying to, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. And we do think that uh, it's a tough, it's a really tough pill to swallow. I think it's also, if you go back and look past at past seasons, you wonder, um, it's like rules for thee and not for me, you Mm. know, in terms of opening up about your life. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a sad story though. Reunion is next week. We did see some trailers and we saw Kyle on Watch What Happens live last night and some interesting things that came out. Basically, her relationship with Dorit and Sutton sounds like it's just N.O. with both of them right now. Well, According- I don't, yeah, it sounds like that. And I 
I'm not a fan of Dorit's angle on Kyle or Sutton's angle on Kyle. If they're going to try and roast her, you know, and take her apart at the reunion. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I'm not going to be siding with that. Is it because you really like Kyle or is it just a general feeling you don't like when people go after someone? Um, I like on these shows. I don't, I'm not like really a, I stand this person. So whatever happens to them or anyone going against them, I'm going to deflect that. But it's, it's, so it's not that it's just that, like I said earlier, Kyle has done nothing. She's been there since the beginning and these guys have come in. And so for Sutton to be coming in, you know, and falling on the stage and then being like, you're not sharing everything because you've been hiding it. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. She's done everything she possibly could the way that she's done it. It is what it is. And like, I think her story will continue to unfold and she'll continue to share it. She's not going to, you know, she's not going to do things to the detriment of her family or potentially herself. And she's been through a lot this year. So I'm just not going to fall for that banana tailpipe. What about the conversation that we saw where Dorit said that Kyle sent her a text, basically kind of like saying you can't say certain things or that's the, what the trailer looks like, almost like Dorit was muzzled by by Kyle in the sense of Dorit and her one hair. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I, I look so much. I, I'm not going to oh, be able to you know me that. And, you know me in props. Let's try to find something. Okay, go for it. What are your thoughts of Dorit's uh, about that muzzling conversation, though? Um. Uh, oh, uh, fuck you, Dorit. Fuck you. Uh, you. I guarantee you've tried to muzzle every person in that cast about that uh, lawsuit that those people were coming after you and wherever you were, um, Bahamas or something, when people were like, oh, you owe my, you guys owe my family $50,000 and all that stuff. That never came up. You know, that's the thing about Beverly Hills, though. That's how they play. So yeah. I am kind of, you know, I don't think that's necessarily right. <laughs> I'll do this, too. I've got like a, a feather pen. Oh, my God. You have a my, feather. That's my, better. My daughter bought this for me for my birthday. So hold on. I need to take a picture of this one. We <laughs> Dorit's hair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dorit, wait, but we also need like a shawl over our head. Like, we need like a full. <laughs> that way, it's so just, it's going to be so distracting because we were talking about this on my show. And it's like from the side, she kind of looks like, uh, um, fucking, like she looks like ET, we were saying. And like, yeah. it's like, or no, that looks like Handmaid's Tale or, um, Tale. or like Princess Leia or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something yeah. going on there. Not good. I, I don't. Get it, you guys. Um, so so other than look, Dorit got a little bit of the short end of the stick with Kyle because it feels to me yeah. like Dorit's not Kyle trying to throw her. Kyle under the <laughs> what'd you say? Dorit, Kyle's done with Dorit. Dorit drives news. Kyle insane. So she's like, babe, you're just annoying, so just stop. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I'm yeah. Obviously, look, Dorit is a very needy friend. I think she's a needy wife. I think she's a high maintenance type of person. I don't think she's been horrible to Kyle. I think she's just no. been sad by Kyle. Like, I think she's been hurt yeah. by Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then Sutton, I mean, look, you guys, I cannot be against Sutton. So I, you may not like the fact that <laughs> I love keep, Sutton. I can't, I love Sutton too, by the way. 
I don't think she was like, I think she's just trying to, you know, get some some info out of Kyle. But also Kyle treats Sutton horribly. I'm sorry. I do not like the way Kyle. I think that they Kyle treats Sutton like Kim. Like her yeah, sister. he does. Uh, like uh, having absolutely. fun. They have fun, but also like, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Sutton ends up, we've seen, you know, having what looks to be like a seizure. I mean, some crazy shaking situation. Dehydration goes to the hospital. Okay, we're going to have to see what happens on that show. Let's move on to to do a little Miami talk because mm -hmm. look at our talk. I mean, look at our timing here. We can't stop talking. Miami. Okay. What did you think of the season? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think it's great. I love Miami. I love the looks. I love the slow-mos. Um, <laughs> I do like the the Gertie cancer storyline. Storyline. I mean, it's like crazy to call it a storyline, but following Gertie's cancer journey is one of the most compelling stories we've ever seen. Unfold. Beyond. Beyond. And it couldn't happen to like a more lovely mm. Um, housewife. Like, I wonder how it would be if it happened to someone that, you know, was like universally disliked on the show. I know. And, and if their personality would change, that would be a, nice to result, see, actually, you know, uh, because you know, when you get sick, you know, that you can, it's the nicest people can get angry and the most, the most horrific people can become kind so it's it's an interesting journey to see her who is an amazing she was an amazing person to begin with and through this journey just be so incredibly real um and I think it's one of the most relatable storylines because everyone has been touched by cancer in some way shape 100% 100% and it's not scandalous mm-hmm. which is nice to have a storyline that you're just invested in super emotionally invested in and I can't imagine anyone watch the scene where Russell helped her cut her hair and didn't shed tears. How yeah. how crazy must that be? And for anyone out there that has had to go through that experience and shave their own head mm-hmm. or be in the room while someone shaving their own head, I mean, she is such a strong person. And she's like, yeah. this is the one thing I can control. I wanted to control my own hair. And even with that mentality where she was like, she sent her hairdresser or her stylist out of the room. She's mm-hmm. like, don't cry in here. And mm-hmm. she's still, it's impossible to not just break down when you see you're like, this can't be my life. Right. This is right. My life right now. I know it's and unbelievable. Russell, Russell. <laughs> the way I love Russell. I know he's so I, great. I would like Russell and Rob Minkoff to hang out and, and just, you know, <laughs> like I want, I want good husbands in, like to be highlighted yeah. more on this show. We always see mm-hmm. the like annoying bad ones. Yeah. They always get more screen time. Yeah. Like the, the Todd. Yeah. Todd kind of disappeared Tot. from the show. Thank God. Taught. Taught. Oh yeah. He's down in the gym in that penthouse uh, condo building and he's eating steak. I don't know. Um, he's doing like social media posts about like real estate money. <laughs> with a whiteboard. <laughs> what about um so obviously that Gertie story Gertie, was yeah, I love Kiki. Kiki's a star. Uh she's she, she well, she's going to be a housewife. There's no question. Yeah, love her hands down. And then of course the Lisa Lenny thing is very entertaining to watch this completely delusional person go through this this pro- this process and I very much here for it. I'm very much here for the ladies getting really annoyed with Lisa on a daily basis. And um, love Marisol's just in the background hot takes. And uh, what else? Oh, Larsa. 
is very, is comedic. I love to hate her. I hate to love her. Like she makes me laugh very hard. And I loved her on the traders, by the way. That was the only time that I was like, oh, I actually really like her because I don't normally like her. But the traders gave me a different perspective on her. She's smart. So smart. And, and, and she's smart in a different way on Housewives because she's playing this character that is, you know, trying to be completely divisive and, and stir up shit. So I've loved that. I've loved Miami. Miami's a 10, 10. Okay. So what about, and then like to be a little bit more specific, let's talk really quickly about the other scene that put me to tears last night. And I am a boy mom. And I don't know if this is just because you Miami from last night, last night. I didn't see it yet. Oh, you haven't seen last night's Miami. No, because I recap it on a different day than today. So I have to, I have to, I wait and do it fresh when I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. But then, but you knew about Gertie cutting her hair. Yeah, I did know about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just share this one story, but Alexia, you know, the whole storyline, the season with Alexia and Frankie, her son has been about, you know, getting him to be more independent. And I think that's also a very relatable story for anyone that's struggled with, you know, any sort of um, difficulties with their children, whether it's mental difficulties, physical difficulties and, and Mm -hmm. disabilities. And, um, Something happened in yesterday's scene because Alexia, for the most part, is someone that like annoys me. I don't know why she just like she's yeah. she's a tr- she's like that Teresa like character who yes. talks but doesn't listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the scene yesterday, she sits and she's moving into her new apartment with um and Peter, her other son, who's kind of overall been like kind of a loser dude, mm-hmm. um for the entire run. He was helping her, and they sit separately in a room, and she talks to him about the fact that if something happens to her. She needs Peter to like make sure that he can take care of her brother, of, of his brother. She he needs to marry someone who loves Frankie too. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, whatever. I don't know what it was. Alexia got a little emotional talking about it. But being a mother, you can only imagine like that stress, right? If you have a mm-hmm. child that you know will need you until the right. day you die. Yes. And oh, know. you guys, it made mm-hmm. me cry. I was just thinking about my own kids and like how scary that would be as a mother if you knew that like, you know, they rely on you so much. Yeah. And it's nice that she has two kids and that her other son will be there. Hopefully. Yeah. We don't know. And we haven't seen the best of him, but hopefully it sounds like he was like, don't worry, mom, I'll be here. But yeah, that is definitely nice. He is Frankie's back. Like a lot of the things that he says that we hear where, you know, she was like, I don't know about putting him in an Uber. And my son feels like that wouldn't be right. That he was like, no, we can't do that, mom. We can't do that. Like he seems very protective over Frankie too. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I thought it was, it was a beautiful storyline and it really does give me, like, I always say some of these housewives have no redeeming qualities. Like we don't see mm-hmm. that good side, Yeah, but I have to say in this, in this case, Alexia, that side of her as a mother is the only thing that like makes me somewhat feel like simpatico towards her. Yeah. It's um, very humanizing. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't watch the rest of the episode, but, uh, uh, what's her name? Adriana has her final performance, you know, with Emilio Estefan on the Congos. <laughs> and I will say, I mean, that song was nuts. Like, I don't even know if you heard this song, but she was like, I mean, Adriana is like, hello, Emilio, I am uh, Adriana. And then the song is like, I can feel you touch me. And I'm a, 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 like, difficult. Yeah. Like, it was so crazy. It was like very fast. 
I am so excited for it's that. It's good. Day. It's wow. good. And and I mean, listen, she, Adriana, good for her. She really she, number one. She looks phenomenal. She looks oh better every God. season. I loved um, last week with the flower headband and the flower in the in yellow ribbon through her braid. She just is stunning. Yeah, something like she's gone to the right people and yeah, she gets yeah. the right things done because this whole episode, she looks amazing. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, there was a big, you know, a big kind of conversation at the end, a, a kind of big blowout between Larsa and Gertie. And this is the unredeemable quality of Larsa is Gertie mm -hmm. that day shaved her head. Mm -hmm. The next day is going into chemo and is getting yelled at by Larsa. In the, now, Gertie was also going at it. It wasn't just Larsa. But that's the thing about Larsa is right. like sometimes she's not able to say like, yeah, maybe this is not the time. Like, yeah, not the time and place. Okay, Larsa? Yeah. Right? So, Go so do Lar your separation anxiety podcast. Right? And just step off of Gertie. Step off of Gertie. And then Russell had to get involved. And then Kiki is the best with her one-liners. Wh what is this bite that we talk about? Are we vampires? Like, she's so... <laughs> funny. She's so funny. And when she was on Watch What Happens Live last night, um, Andy said, everyone wants you to have a mojito, which means like everyone wants you to be a, a Real Housewives. So my dream casting for next season, I mean, Julia, I, I bless her heart, but she bores me. Yeah, she's, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we had to get rid of anyone, I think Julia leaves she, the boat. She for sure would need to go. I mean, like we can go back to her farm and see her goats. <laughs> And see how she's going to live sustainably. But other than that, we don't, it's fine. We Plus, we're not getting as many Martina scenes as I would need in order for her to stay on. But do you really, like, you just need her because you like her as a, as a, a, tennis, as a tennis star? Yeah. <laughs> but like, is she a good reality star? Because I'm not seeing that. No, she's not. Yeah. I feel like we can, we also have Marcus Jordan. I mean, that's not good enough for you. He's related oh, to a, an athlete. Not my era. Not my era. Oh, but not okay. my, not my, not my ponies. Not my whatever that whole thing. I don't know. Not, not my, my circus. Not my ponies. Um, okay, so so anyway, it's a great season of Miami. I I did have a hard time a couple episodes ago because I felt like it was like so much, but now that I see so many like dead seasons like Potomac, Miami jumps <laughs> out. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah, and that's really a ebb and flow of this housewives universe that we live in. You know, some cities are going to have their moment. They're going to have their seasons where they pop up and other ones, you know, the tide is low. So yeah. that's okay. That's okay. And same with the characters. There's seasons, there's episodes mm -hmm. or seasons where you're obsessed with someone and the next season you're like, wait, how did I, like last season, right. I, I thought I was going to be team Lisa this season. And like Lisa, yeah. Lisa drove me, uh, you know, to a divorce. <laughs> oh my God. If I, if I was on that boat with her, I would have run, jumped in the water and ate that chicken just to get off that boat. I mean, yeah. I, it was, that was the craziest, the craziest scene ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen, you guys, I don't want to disappoint you, but because we've talked so much, I am going to hold off on love is blind talk. I'm going to, I know. I know. I mean, unless you can stick around for a little bit. Can you stick around for just a little bit? Are you talking to me or your or your listener? You. Oh yeah, I'll stick around. Oh, let, let, let's do it. Let's get it out there. Yeah, you guys, do it. Do it. Yeah. I'm oh, gonna yeah. do my best and I will I'll cover it as much as I can without you feeling like you wanna, you know, off yourself from the island. But yeah, I but no, I will sit here and listen. This is great. Well, I will just talk about the fact that 
last night's last, yesterday we got three more episodes. So this is the genius about Love is Blind is that they they give you a, a series of episodes. You binge, you get obsessed, and then you have to wait, you know, every week for a, a little a dropping of like a few more. Oh. And I think that's why it's so good because it's the easiest show to binge. You have no idea when one episode ends and when one episode begins because there's no commercials. It's Netflix. It goes right in. And all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, you know, we're on episode nine. I was like, whoa, that, that happened fast. And also I forgot that I had kids. Like I didn't make dinner. Okay. So love is blind. Where we started yesterday was we were, we've already been engaged and now we're in our Mexican vacation with some of these couples. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the couples. Okay. Okay. We have Brittany and Kenneth. Brittany and Kenneth. Uh, you know what? I'm going to just go couple by couple of my thoughts. Brittany okay. and Kenneth are the first. And by the way, you guys, spoiler alerts, just <gasps> so you know. Brittany and Kenneth, they're an interracial couple. He's black. She's white. And this comes up in the last um, in the last episode because in the last episode, we find out that, you know, Kenneth and what's his name? What's her name? AD, who's also black, have a conversation about like, are you ready to have a white wife? Are you ready for a white woman to raise black children and this and that? And I think Kenneth completely shifted and changed after that experience. I think right after that, Kenneth was like, "Uh uh-oh, because he pulled away from Brittany. Okay, mm. they come back to Charlotte to live normal life. And Brittany's like, I'm touchy feely. That's my love language. I want to touch you. I want to feel you. And Kenneth is like this on his <laughs> freaking phone. Now, they don't get phones when they first meet in the pods and when they go on their vacation. But when they come home, those phones are back. And guess what? <gasps> Kenneth he wants to touch the phone, not her. He's so touchy feely with his phone. Okay. His phone, his phone had to file a restraining order against him. It's like <laughs> Bethany and her phone. Yeah. And yeah. And so Kenneth, now Mark, my doser, I did get a DM last night that said he thinks that Kenneth actually could potentially be gay. Now, I don't oh. know. This is just a theory. Uh, it's not mine. Okay. Not mine. But they end up having a conversation. They call it, you know, they're very godly. They're not having sex but they're very, mm. they, they cuddle. And she goes, I don't find myself craving you. He's and he getting, says, it's definitely and, <laughs> and he's like, well, then I think we should be done. Like it was the easiest <laughs> breakup ever. She was like, I don't think. And he was like, cool, I'll, I'll get my stuff. Hey man, I'm coming over to your house. Be, be there by. <laughs> gone. Okay. So they're done. <laughs> next. <laughs> the next couple are as boring as hmm, Crystal's brother storyline. Uh, this is Wow. Johnny and Amy. Johnny is oh, got to have my moniker. Yeah, it is. It's you, actually. You're <laughs> on Love Is. I don't know if you recognize that, but you're. Why I don't them. watch it because I'm on it. It's weird to watch yourself. Guys, I, I just get can't it. Stand watching myself. It's like so hard to like watch myself back and like listen to myself. Okay. I know. I know, Amy. I get it. But listen, you you sometimes you have to face the music and watch yourself. So Johnny and Amy okay. yeah. are the couple. Every season, they always have a couple that's just so boring right? They, they get along well. They're having fun. There's no fights. Now they go out to this relate, this horse riding ranch and they're horse riding and everything's so agreeable. He's like, Oh, I like this. She's like, I like it too. He's like, Oh, I do this. She goes, me too. And, and he goes, I think we should get in one fight before we get married. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, why? (laughs) Why? And he's like, I just want to see how we fight. 
Is that weird to like ask for? That is, that is weird. And she didn't agree to it. And she was like, don't worry, it will happen whenever you want it to happen. (laughs) So this is the craziest thing. They come back to Charlotte. We find out that they haven't had sex. Why haven't they had sex? This is not religious. It's because this man has a irrational and I am convinced like needs therapy, fear of getting pregnant, that he will not have sex with her with a condom. He needs her to get on birth control. And if she doesn't get on birth control, they're talking about potentially getting a vasectomy. They're not even, they're not even married. He wants to have kids, just not right now. Oh my God. Oh, what? Why? At what point did these two realize that there are ways to, you know, not get pregnant? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's isn't that crazy it's, in 2024? It's, it's extreme. I would argue he never wants to have kids. Something <laughs> is going on. He's petrified over potentially getting pregnant that the man is not having sex. <gasps> he thought every woman is on birth control. What? Oh, my God. How I old know. is this person? It, it's seven. <laughs> He literally doesn't understand the way the human body works. And he doesn't understand, like Michelle says, the morning after pill, the women's diaphragm, the condom method, that there's the chances of getting pregnant by chance with a condom on when you're not ovulating. I mean, cycle, check your cycle. Yes. There's so many ways. Also cut to them doing IVF in a few years because I was just about to say pregnant or something like that. They can't have babies or whatever. It's always the couples that think Mm -hmm. it's going to be so easy. Yeah. And then you have teen moms that get pregnant, like just by looking at a guy, but you know, whatever. So, um, next, uh, so that's a boring couple. The third couple Let's talk about um, AD and Clay. AD and Clay, AD is the woman. They're gorgeous, both very good looking, black couple. This was a this was a thing that the, the conversation was with AD, the woman, and then that other guy, Kenneth. That was the conversation where she was like, don't you want a black woman to raise your kids? She and Clay seem like they have a good little thing going. Um, there was a conversation. I don't think anything big is going to happen except for the fact that their only conversations that keep coming up is that Clay keeps saying, I'm just worried I'm going to cheat on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Wait, is this the first episode or is it like how many episodes are we in? Well, it feels like the first episode because it's just started yesterday, basically. But no, this is like episode seven, eight, nine. Okay, okay. And we only have probably two more episodes until the end of the series. Oh, wow. Because they, they drop them all on Valentine's Day mm-hmm. for six, and then they drop the other three last night. Damn. I you got to watch it. So Clay, so Clay, basically, that's his concern. And she's like, and, and my friend who's a therapist, Valerie, she said, this would be the biggest red flag ever. Ever. Because if you, like, to cheat is one thing, but to be scared that you may cheat is a yeah. weird thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I that storyline. Oh, there's some there's another. Oh, it's probably it's a very like bachelor or bachelorette, right? Okay. I mean, we've we've been there. Um, I think with um oh god, is I it Gary? Remember. Is it the golden bachelor? He's like Teresa. Um, I'm nervous. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna, you know, knock some boots with someone else. Tasha, do you remember Tasha? She was a bachelorette. Tasha, yes. It was somebody that made it to like the 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 top three for her. And he was the one like, where she picked Zach. 
Yes. And it was like one of the other guys where he really far in was like, I'm just worried that like, you know, I, I it was one of those things. I'm worried I wouldn't cheat essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Joy said, I'd be worried if my guy was constantly worried that he was going to accidentally fall on another woman naked. <laughs> Like, what happens if I trip? What happens if I by mistake open the wrong door and then there's a woman naked and my penis enters her? What happens? No, that is very realistic. It's very realistic. Listen, mm -hmm. accidents happen and we live in a very slippery environment sometimes. You never know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And Michelle says, and then he will tell her that he warned her after he cheats. <laughs> I told you it was a problem. Okay. So that is the only red flag there that everyone is like, ooh. Now she okay. also feels like he doesn't spend enough time with her. Okay, whatever. Now we're getting into these final two couples. There is There are two couples that are mind-blowing in this one because one of them I thought was a sleeper couple. It's Jeremy and is her name Lauren? It's an L. I think it's Lauren. I don't want to say it wrong. Jeremy and Lauren, she's hot. She's cute. She's like the popular fun girl. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy from my opinion, is like a little dorky. He's kind of okay. like got a low, like a little young personality, kind of immature, like whatever. And he wears mirrored sunglasses, which is always a no-no for me in Hawaiian shirts, which she can't stand. So we have this Sounds little- like, like it's my husband. <laughs> I'm so it, sorry. It is you. So it is Laura. So basically in the, in the, um, in the situation is in uh, with the two of them is like, they have a little bit of a roasting each other relationship mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. she's like, Oh, look at the small banana. <laughs> like it's, it's right. basically like making fun of each other. They come back home. She sees his house. His house is immaculate to oh. the point where he has perfect silverware, gold, perfect silverware. It's a, it's giving a little bit. She was like, it's giving serial killer, but like, yeah, cute. yeah, but cute, <laughs> right? Cute. Sleeping with now, the enemy, but not. Okay. Now the end, the last scene of this last episode was shocking because he had this little thing with this other girl in the pods. He chose Laura but he mm -hmm. was kind of into this other girl, Sarah, Sarah okay. Ann, but mm -hmm. he let her aside. Now everyone's back in LA or I mean back in Charlotte in real life. And so they're all getting social media back and they're all finding each other. So I guess she got, a, he got an Instagram DM from that Sarah Ann girl saying, Hey, just in case it doesn't work out with you guys, oh. you know where I am, but he didn't <laughs> shut it down. He liked the message. Now when you oh, like shit. a message, did she find this? She found it. She wasn't cool with it. He said, I was just trying to be nice. So the night before this last scene was filmed, he goes out with some of the guys from Love is Blind. Mm -hmm. We don't see any cameras. Where are the cameras when they're yeah. out? Right. They go out to a bar. He comes home at 5 a.m. Oh, and God. she checked his location and he <gasps> was where she lived, where Sarah and Shut is. up. And he allowed her to have his location? He used this as an example of like, you should trust me. I let you see my location. Wow. And she's like, I did see your location. You weren't where you said you were. Oh my God. Oh 5 a.m. Okay. They're not even married. And he's coming home at 5 a.m. Hanging out with another chick. But this is the, this is the kicker. Le yesterday on real life Facebook in 2024, Thursday, or Wednesday, February 21st. Yeah. A woman posts a picture of that guy, Jeremy. Uh -huh. Another woman and a child. <gasps> and she says, this guy was engaged to this girl, my daughter. And the kid is not his, 
but they were engaged in living together when he applied to be on Love is Blind. Amazing. Yeah. That's so so I think that's going to yeah. really, it's going to work out well. And the <laughs> final, the final couple is the Megan Fox lookalike. Have you heard about this Megan Fox lookalike? I've look seen these posts. Okay. Who called her a Megan Fox lookalike? Her? Her. Okay. That's what I thought. I figured as much. I surmised that from what it was looking like. Okay. That's hilarious. And I can imagine she's a flight attendant. So I can imagine 30,000 feet up in the air after a few beers. Right. She starts one, to look a little bit. One like, guy's like, Megan, you know, people are like snakes on a plane. Are you snake? <laughs> okay. For me, they're like Amy Schumer. Um, <laughs> so up there. Okay. So on there, on the, um, in the pods, she gets picked by this guy, Jimmy. Jimmy lets go of the smoke show of the century, Jessica. He doesn't know that she's hot. And they come yeah. back. Now, okay. this Chelsea, Megan, Megan, fake Megan Fox, yeah. is insecure like you wouldn't believe. She's insecure. Yeah. And she's convinced that Jimmy doesn't love her. And we already saw this in Mexico. And we know this is going to be an issue. Now, Jimmy, meanwhile, looks like his left nut is being twisted and turned. And he's like, I, I've never been happier. What are you talking about? I'm so, I'm so happy. <laughs> like, he looks like a tortured. It's like giving that um, when you're getting tortured by someone, then you fall in love with them. I forget what that syndrome is. Yes. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure like when someone gets chat will come up with Stockholm it. syndrome or something. Yes, Stockholm syndrome. Yes, it's that's it. bad. It's bad. So basically, they have a conversation. She finds out that he saw the hot girl that he let go on Facebook. Brenda <laughs> requested her, and then since then, she's convinced that he has been acting weird with her, and she gets a little buzzed with her girlfriends, and then she like attacks him. You don't love me. You don't kiss me enough. He's like, I kissed you three times today. She's like, it's it's not enough. You're not doing what I need. You're not doing. I mean, it is. And he's like, I love you. What are you talking about? I really love you. This is a show that it is. I mean, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're you're blind. You're yeah. blind. I feel like I was blind. And now I can see. I feel. And I'm telling good. you. Amy, there's going to be another season. There's going to be 40 more seasons. Love is Blind season seven will probably be on in a few months. You must watch. So how many seasons do they release a year? Does it go like? I feel like they do two a year. I feel like okay. there's two cycles a year and they shoot. Usually they shoot both at the same kind of like stretch. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they go to a new city each time because they need people that all live in the same oh, city. New city. Great. So okay. like this one is Charlotte. Okay. Um, last season was Texas, I think. It's and always, you can watch it them isolated from they're not connected from the seasons before oh no they have nothing to do with each other Got and okay. just just like nick and vanessa have nothing to do with the show and why they are there no one understands either nick and vanessa pop up like as the host of the welcome to love is blind i'm nick and i'm vanessa and then you don't see them until the reunion it's the weirdest thing it's like they're not needed at oh all Oh my god okay so it's a great show must watch and i'll go deeper and harder on my Patreon <laughs> later. Oh, um, what about like... you, Amy? Where can everyone find you? Um, God, uh, find me binging Love is Blind <laughs> later tonight. 
Uh, and you can obviously, you can listen to my podcast. Uh, uh, I'm over at, uh, drama darling with Amy Phillips, and that's wherever you listen to podcasts, Tuesdays and Thursdays and patreon.com backslash drama darling and meet Amy Phillips on Instagram. And I'm so excited to see all of your listeners and viewers and your dozers. They're so fun. Yes. You guys make sure to go over to Amy's show and follow her. She's got the best content. If you don't remember, um, her from Radio Andy. And of course, she's a co-author of the book. Um, what is it? Cook Eat it, it, spill it, throw it, cook it, zip yeah. it. Yeah, cook it, spill it, throw it with uh, it. Chef Stuart O'Keefe. Yes. With Chef Stuart O'Keefe. And then in my mind, most famously, Amy is the uh, the narrator. What do you call it? Like the book? Oh, yes. yes. The audio narrator for Not All Diamonds and Rosé that Dave which Quinn wrote. Mm-hmm. Dave Quinn's book, which I look at as the Bible of it Real is. Housewives. If you have not read Not All Diamonds and Rosé by Dave Quinn, read by Amy Phillips. I love Dave, but listen to the audio version. It's 100% worth it. Amy does impressions better than anyone out there. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Donna. Yay. Thanks well, for having you me guys. On. Thank you so much, dosers. And thank you, Amy, for being here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all. And we're not out yet. We're still here. We can still dance.